visions, dreams, and goals. Visions, dreams, and goals. Visions, dreams, and goals. You are in control. And it is time to manifest your visions, dreams, and goals. For the Father up above have given kings the tools, allowing queens like you to carry a child in your womb. Giving birth to this new generation that has been sanctioned to forget their visions, dreams, and goals. So guess what? It is left up to us to entrust and every sister and brother to your left and to your right. Despite the differences that we may face, it is time to put forth our best efforts to fight. To stop this racism and white supremacy, but not with hate with love, education, you see. Stop and think for one second. What are your visions, dreams, The one thing we all have in common are visions, dreams, and goals. And the need to plant a seed and watch it grow and succeed against all odds. You see, it is not hard if we all become masters at this storm. These queens in this room, we can and we will keep already written in our history. Although sometimes hidden deep, 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 deep down in your soul, with your goals to meet your business and your dreams. And although you may see and experience negativity, it is the passion for your goals that allows your business to dream. Aim it higher, to inspire an entire planet, the here, the now, and the afterlife. So let's just not get together but love one another and work together. Let's refine and refrain from crabs in a bucket that can and has cut us like a knife. It is true, we are the first creators and it's time to fight. With love, education, self-preservation. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, they are your visions, dreams, and goals, and no one else. So you hold them closely. You manifest them, and you watch them grow. I said you watch them grow, because only you, I said only you, will truly know. Like Sandra Bland, I said like Sandra Bland. If you've given, you're very, very best. You're very best. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hall of Deeper herself, Miss E. Olive Tucker.
bold stances and lewd advances got us here. You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poet. We'll start from scratch, exploring new possibilities. Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and I'm happy to be here today. Family, what's good? We have a very, very special show today. I've been waiting to do this interview with this beautiful sister for a long time. She's doing so much out there for the community, and I think it's only right that we pay homage to this queen that's out here doing the work. Let me give his sister the proper introduction she deserves. I'm talking about none other than Karen Yelverton, AKA the phenom herself, Miss Angelic Creations. If you're, if you have not met her, You'll soon find out that this Brooklyn, New York native has the ability to leave her mark at the core of each and every venture she pursues. Angelic Creations has proven herself as a gifted teaching and performance artist, poet, public motivational speaker, actress, host, and model. She began her career at the age of 13 and has since developed a resume exemplary of a well-polished professional. With a host of experience in performances, public speaking, and television, Angelic is definitely no stranger to the camera. Always ready for work and willing to travel, local or international, to get the job done. Karen has served as the host of the first jazz festival in Trinidad and Tobago, produced poetry and theater events in Los Angeles, California, New York, New Jersey, and Michigan, along with making television appearances on the, Dexter, on the Dexter's Lab show and other sitcoms. In 2011, Fire Fi awarded her a national champion in poetry. In 2013, her work, she became a national finalist oratory speaker. Her topic, Preserve Our Legacy. Her poetry performance held the top 40 record at Eastern Michigan's University, where she received her bachelor's and master's in communications and performance studies. To date, she has recruited and trained hundreds of students in performance studies and higher education. In late 2012, she put her career on hold to relocate back to New York City to care for her mother and uncle. In 2016, she was employed by the Department of Education as a substance abuse prevention and intervention specialist, overseeing four schools where she received several accolades and certifications. As founder of Angelic Creations Incorporated, she has been touching and performing poetry for over 10 years, implementing a public speaking poetry and prose program into organizations, nonprofits and schools, both private and public. In 2017, students were given the opportunity to publish their poetic words in a book series available on her website, angeliccreations.com. Offers her audio poems, health and hygiene products are available online. Additionally, she offers Poetry on Demand, Poetry on Demand services, uh, writing, performing, and delivering original poems that inspire, cultivate, and educate people on past and present achievements. Her passion and love for working with the youth, teaching and performing extends beyond the classroom as she still finds the time to give back to her community. Working in the field of healing and education through edutainment, after the death, after the dev, the devastation of COVID, along with its effects, her business, along with its effects on her business, Angelic has been determined to keep her business alive. With a keen business sense, Angelic Creations currently helps people zoom their way to success with online virtual video remote training. 
through public speaking and poetry and prose. Currently, meetings, meetings are held on Wednesdays, 6 to 7 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 1, while currently working on her poetic album featuring the Harlem Diva and the late, great Shamella Durant. Through her work, commitment, and dedication, Angelic Creations has been able to follow her divine path by staying grounded and humbled in the will of the Creator. Ladies and gentlemen, Spoken Soul Sessions family, it brings me so much honor to come and bring to the Spoken Soul Session studio the lovely, the beautiful Miss Karen Yelverton, aka Angelic Creations. Hello, Queen. How are you doing? Peace and blessings. Thank you so much for that introduction. You know, when people read your bio, um, it's good to take the time out and digest it all, you know? Because Definitely. you're out doing so much work, you don't even realize so much work that you're actually doing because we keep going. So it's good to be here on Soul Sessions and to connect with you finally and, you know, have this experience with you because that's what it is. Life is an experience and you want to be able to experience it with the right people. Most definitely, my queen. I mean, you're doing so much work out there and I definitely want to applaud you because I see the work you're doing. Like on Facebook, all the social medias, you see that you're out there grinding. You know, despite the fact that we're in a pandemic, despite the fact that there's many trials against us, you still, you're still out there doing the work that needs to be done. And I really applaud you, Queen, because you are out there and you are doing it. Now, I wanna, I wanna ask you, I wanna ask you the question that I ask all my guests, because we got so much to unpack with you, me. You got so many things going on. I mean, I mean, you guys can't see her, but I can see her. I mean, this sister is beautiful, beautiful model, beautiful person. Her words are beautiful, and you got so much going on. But the question I wanna ask that I ask all my guests is, Miss Angelic Creations, why? Why poetry? Well, thank you, first of all, for the comments. I'm very humbled and happy, but I will accept them because a lot of times that's a challenge um, that I had to deal with. You know, people give you compliments and, you know, you just brush it off. So thank you. Thank you so much You're for recognizing. And your question is, why poetry? And, you know, as a poet, I got to hit you back and um, give you a quick little haiku and say, poetry, why not? Mm. Why not poetry? Um, poetry is life. Um, poetry, life is a poetic journey. Um, whether you uh, understand what that means, what does that mean to you? Mm. You know, um, as, a, as you know, I did. I think we all have some poetry inside of us because we all have a story to share, our journey to share, or maybe your family's journey or someone else's journey. But uh, once you put it into words, music is poetry. The lines, you know, people forget all of the things that go along with poetry. And so I would say, you know, why not poetry? <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I mean, I like to get this question because so many different artists give me so many different perspectives and the power of the spoken word for me, the power of spoken word is so, is so strong. It's so real is that we can affect change with our words. And me personally, words change me, you know, it changed the way I think. And for a lot of people, it's, it's just words away where you can get your healing. You know, it's words away where you meet your destruction. Because a lot of times we don't realize how how powerful words are. And we, we spew these words with no, with no real significance. And they really, truly matter. Words truly matter. Right. So this art form. Absolutely. Yeah, this art form that, we, that we're into is so beautiful and I believe that each artist finds their own path, but I feel that we're all kinfolk and we're going to find ourselves back together because this journey, it, it lends itself to keep us on a certain path. We, we, we're, we're kindred spirit in the way that we think the same. 
we use our words to inspire we use our words to 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 give people hope you know so i just think that the words itself the spoken word element of what we do whether it be through music whether it be through you know rap or or singing or whatever is these words that inspire and you my queen you you your words definitely inspire what you do for women alone like i'm raising a young black uh uh, uh, my daughter she's four and i want to raise her up with pride i want to raise her up knowing who she is and every time i see you on social media you give this inspiration to young black women and it goes unnoticed but i notice it you know what i'm saying i notice what you do how you travel all these different places and you always you're always inspiring women you always inspiring our young black queens to be the best version of themselves that they can be and i really think this, this is awesome man this is awesome so tell us tell tell us a so little i want to yeah yeah two things mm-hmm. before you ask me the new question before i forget so one one thing you said that it goes unnoticed and i understand what you mean by that because i it doesn't get noticed enough where it won't get promoted as if i took my clothes off and was and was you know dropping it or twerking right mm-hmm. but you said you notice mm-hmm. so that means that does mean something that's right there are it is reaching some people it is reaching some of the right people and if it takes a little longer then you know that's why I guess God is preserving me to you know that's still right. Be young. that's right <laughs> but, um, I will say another thing that I'd love to share with my students is growing up we were told that words sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me and that's not true. That's right. Because words can get you killed. Mm. Words have gotten people killed. Word, you know, so even though we use our words for a greater purpose, there are others that don't use their words in that way. That's right. Even yeah. what we're going through right now. And, you know, you speak about, you know, the for, the art form of spoken word, poetry. And, you know, it's a lot of back and forth with that as well. People arguing you know, sometimes we should just pick the battles and listen to the message. Mm. And, you know, obviously you feel the same way because it's in your name. That's right. Black. That's right. So, you know, <laughs> what I mean? when I say poetry is life, I don't think you would name yourself poetic black if poetry wasn't life. That's right. You, as a, well, you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? You get it. You understand what it is. And so, although I love 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 being in the company of like-minded people such as yourself it's it's so refreshing it's a blessing everything else (laughs) they spread us out because sometimes we have that many more people we have to reach that's right and sometimes i forget because sometimes you know people will always say you have to know your audience and that's so true at the same time our audience our audience is everywhere Our audience, you understand, even if people be like they don't like poetry or something, you could say one line to connect with them and you, you know, that's it. That's right. You know, I have a lot of elders that stop me in my tracks after I perform to tell me you need to put this in your poem. You need to do (laughs) they tell me what to do. And it's so I love it. You know, the feedback and the, you know, just being able to touch people. You just never know. But somebody's always watching. That's right. Like, I didn't know you were watching. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now I do know, but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just wanted to share those two things. I'm sorry. Back Def- to you. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> and I've been watching for a while and I'll be like, wow, every time I see this sister, man, she's in she's empowering young black women and urging them to be better versions of themselves. And I think it's so wonderful and awesome, you know, so you got you. Yeah, you you've been around. Like you've been around in the industry, you've been around a lot of celebrities, you've worked with, I mean, you've put on, you've curated shows and things of that nature. So tell us, tell us, how did you get so deep into the the game? Because you're on the level, your level of success, I would say is is of a greater level than the average spoken word artist. The average individual that may be known locally or may be known to like, hit mics and things you're you're known all over 
I mean, Trinidad and Tobago, you in in Los Angeles. I mean, you, you've curated shows all over. And tell us, how did you get into this? Like, like, what was your break? Like, how did you break ground? Well, I would say it was always a part of me, but I never knew how to structure it, right? So I worked for a lot of different companies. Um, I worked for Nike. I traveled the U.S. and opened Nike Towns. Um, and then I got settled in Atlanta for a little bit. And I was doing, and I jumped into acting, right? Acting and modeling. And I was taking classes. One thing about me, I always believe, whatever you do, I believe you should study it. That's right. Um, you should study those that do it, I, that are already doing it, that have done it. Make sure that you pay homage to that, you know, along the way. And just really be dedicated to it. So what happened with me, a group of us moved to Los Angeles, Right. And we were continuing our acting and modeling careers. You know, it was a bunch of us. And you don't realize you're doing all of this stuff until you look back and, mm. you you know, you replay <laughs> it. Well, on my way to Los Angeles, moving there, I was in a really bad accident mm. where I flipped seven times. The wow. car flipped seven times in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Wow. And so, you know, I knew at that point that I had a purpose to be here. I didn't really, you know, I didn't know. I thought I was already living that purpose in doing so. And then when I got to Los Angeles, living there, I started to take classes, speech classes, those speech cl and Spanish classes because I was in L.A. And so with that, I joined a speech team. When I joined the speech team, that turned into me doing more. Um, it wasn't we did some speech. We had a speech and debate department. But this was more of traditional speeches like persuasion, um, communication analysis and all these other things. Not knowing at that time I was being trained for mm. where we are now. Right. Wow. So I'm doing all these speeches, but I didn't know there was a poetry department. Mm. I didn't know it was a poetry department. So um when I saw people standing, gathering around, I had asked my coach, "Who? What's, what, what is that over there? We were at one of our events. Come to find out, they were doing the postings to move to the next round for poetry. Mm. But it was all people that looked like us, right? Wow. So my coach said that he was nervous. I was going to forget about the, you know, the traditional speeches that I was doing. And it's, I, I'm, I'm mixing up the name of what it's called but it's basically the speech the speeches that we do versus the performing speeches right mm. so the other speeches are, I say traditional because you're standing in front of somebody you have um, a, a, a middle a, a beginning a middle and an ending with some citations whereas if you're doing poetry you're performing right mm -hmm. so once I started I wanted to I wanted to prove to myself that I could do both. And so that's where the official journey started where I was doing both. I had about nine or 10 events. Mm. Each event was about, couldn't go over 10 minutes because there were rules and regulations to all of this. And with that, I was able to capture what it really was to study poetry um, life. That's the best way I could say it. That's dope, man. And like, and I, that, is my connection okay? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Sometimes it it, it weaves okay. a little bit, but you you coming in good. You good. You good. Okay. Okay. But yeah, that's 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 definitely true. That the element that's 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 an amazing story. That wow, that you flipped over seven times, and that's that's the testament right there that you're definitely here for a purpose. You're definitely here for a purpose, man, to be going through, to go through that type of trial. Like, wow. And the studying the aspect of the of the spoken word or whatever you do is so true. You know, they say that if you study something for an hour a day for a year straight within that year's time, you become an expert in that field. If you take if you study something for one hour a day for one complete year, you become an expert 
in that field. And it's true. Well, I did a lot of studying. That's I did right. a lot of studying. <laughs> it's, it's definitely. No, because not only that, because you don't realize it. So you have that aspect of it. So you, and then mind you, at that point, you couldn't do your own work. You mm. had to do, you had to do published work. Mm. So I'm studying the art of poetry for one, I was there, I was at the um, school in LA for two years, and then I went to Michigan for another two years, and then I did the masters for two. So we're talking about hours, and that's all I did. That's right. Was, <laughs> was, I was on a scholarship doing that, you know, and dealing with racism and mm. people, even people on my team being, you know what I mean? Jealousy is a hell of a drug. That's right. You know what I mean? It really is. And, um, but it taught me. You understand? It mm. taught me because we're emotional. Well, I was more emotional back then than I am now, but we're emotional beings. And so when things are like smack their dead in front of your face, you have a choice. But the way that I was raised and where I came from taught me we couldn't give up. That's right. You know what I mean? Like you had to, you had to, you had to fight your way through. And I was able to fight my way through with my words. That's right. Now, and so that became that became a weapon. And then when my mom and my uncle passed after being a caregiver for so many years, mm-hmm. I I had a choice and I chose to turn my pain into the purpose. That's right. And that's when, like you said, when you study something for an hour, you become an expert when you make it your life. Mm. You have no other way to do but to, go, you know what I mean? But to rise that's above. That's right. That's right persistence is that persistence and a lot of times you have a lot of people who fall short before the light hit them like you're digging you're digging you're digging and then you get to that point where you're almost there and then you give up you got to keep on you got to keep being persistent and then you find your breakthrough and i find that to be true in everything in life like whatever you're trying to do whatever you're trying to achieve if you become consistent with it you will break ground. That's just the that's just a recipe for success. It's just a recipe. Like if you if you want to make pancake mix, you put you put flour, your sugar, and your eggs and all that, and you mix it up and you got pancakes. The recipe for success yeah. is persistence. Being persistent, being consistent, you know, and being insistent that you're not gonna take no for an answer. And this is what you know, this definitely. And so when you talk about those ingredients, right? Mm-hmm. So what I had to learn what they don't tell people. And so whoever's listening <laughs> at those sessions, part of those ingredients is, is, uh, is um, being still, mm. being able to get away from other people so you can understand what it is that you need to do because there's so many distractions. So being still yes. and then also reminding people that there is your, your timing. Don't if you're trying to if you really are stepping out to do what you want to do in life, as you know, they love to use the entrepreneur word. It's thrown around so much. Right. But beyond the entrepreneur word, knowing your time, time management and knowing that days and hours going to seem like they all together. They don't be telling people this. You know what <laughs> I mean? Right. Like, like, you be like, yo, what's it's Friday already? What time is it? You, you know, like staying up late, staying up overnight, and you don't it, because you love what you do. It doesn't seem like it's a lot of that's right. It's work, work, work. Because you're not punching, you're not punching somebody's clock. You're really doing what it is that you truly love to do, and being patient. Like sometimes just sitting there thinking, you know, like what we do. It's not guaranteed that somebody going to book us. It's not guaranteed, especially with everything going on. So just staying still and being like, all right, what's the next thing? All right, create what what I got to do. And then saying that it it will have. Trust me, everybody said it to me and I was like, whatever. Mm. You know, like I had friends tell me shout out to all my Zoom family members. Shout out to the people that helped raise me when my mom was working, you know, that some of them that are still in my life because without them, I really didn't think this was all possible. Mm. You know, you need, you know, and your your team don't got to be on top of you 24 seven, but they got to be, you know, you want to have somebody you can call on. You want to have somebody you can call on because staying still is so important because 
all the people you think that was supposed to do something for you or even just help out or help each other, not everybody's built like that. That's right. So it's okay. Like, I want to see all my people eat, but we may not be able to eat at the same table. Mm. You understand? Like, we could all eat, but not everybody has the same mindset as you, Poetic Black. Not everybody is going to set up a podcast and do what you're doing right now. That's You know what I mean? To be able to recognize each other so we can really make some stuff happen. You know, it's not an individual. The world is big enough for all of us. The stage is big enough for all of us, you know? And the last time that I stood still, Poetic Black, is when I was blessed with the opportunity to meet the mothers Mm. whose sons were killed by police officers. Mm. Yes, I seen. I seen you did the... uh, the I'm talking all the way back from... We had one lady at... Um, Gwen, Gwen Carr, Eric Gardner's mother's um, birthday, heavenly birthday celebration. Her brother, I think she said her brother, was killed back in the 70s. Wow. By a police officer. Wow. We had Oscar Grant mothers. We had Oscar Grant mother there. We had, um, let me see, because you know I got the names here, so I got to give them some love. But yes, these women get up and do the unthinkable every day. And that's to carry on their child's name and to, you know what I mean? Like, so to be able to write for them and be in their company is. Wow. It was amazing. You know, definitely an amazing, you know, and that's just because, and that came from a friend that I work with who introduced me to somebody who was working with them, working with, you know, Gwen Carr's mother. So we have, um, Gwen Carr, like I said, uh, Eric Gardner's mom, Melody Cooper, her son was Kwame, Kwamina um, Akron, Greta Willis, whose son was Kevin Cooper, Catherine Young, whose son was Daquan Young, Pamela Brooks, whose son was Amir Brooks, Rhonda Dorms, whose daughter was Corinne Gaines. By the way, I had a poem of hers in my book prior to even meeting her. Wow. Wow. So that you you already know. Mm-hmm. Wanda Johnson, whose son is Oscar Grant, Calandrian Kemp, whose son was George Kemp Jr., Marion Hopkins, whose son was Gary Hopkins Jr., Gwendolyn Wesley, whose son was Lavelle Wesley, and um V Richardson, whose son was Althea's Gerard Capers. Wow. And I know this interviews about, you know, me and what I do, but this is why I do what I do. Indeed. You understand? Like, I didn't know I was going to meet these women. I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I know that I got some stuff for them coming. You know what I mean? Like, mm. um, Corinne Gaines' mom, you should have seen, she was blown away. I couldn't believe it was her. I was wow. like, what? Do you know I have something in my book dedicated to her? Because that was controversial. You got people that you know, was very, you know, speaking negative about her or whatever the case may be. It does not matter what someone says or whatever the case, whatever you may feel to each his own. Everybody has their opinion, but murder is murder. Murder is murder. And um, there, you are trained to deal with situations a certain way. And they killed that girl in it, front of her son. It, and it, indeed. Her son. Exactly. Exactly. It is what it is, yes. what they did. And, no, I wouldn't even sugarcoat it. What it is is what it, what they did. It was murder. It was it was pure and simple murder. And um, yeah, I remember that case, man. And that, and that was so it was so heart wrenching, you know, to watch that because she had put out a video prior to her being killed, you know, when they was harassing her and everything, man. And I was like, look at this sister, man. Strong, resilient sister, man. Strong. And she believed what she believed. You know, and it was it was so crazy, man. It was just straight murder. And this is what they do. I was I was interviewing another guest because we about to get into some more of your poetry. But you're just so interesting. I could be sitting here all day talking to you. So, so, so. And there's so many people that there's so many unspoken people, you know, people that didn't. I'm learning about. Okay, so I also have the opportunity to work with some sculptures. Mm. The sculptures who did the statue for George Floyd, mm. the huge one that's in Jersey, the whole big thing of, and these are two um, Caucasian people who 
would become my friends who are studying history and want to bring it to life. Mm. I mean, this woman, I mean, Tammy and Stan, shout out to Tammy and Stan, um, have been like, you know, they, she put me on to Susie King Taylor. Susie King Taylor is from the Civil War, who this woman is absolutely amazing. She wrote, she was doing her own memoirs back then. She's probably the, one of the only black women to do her own memoirs. Wow. And so I'm going to write a poem about her too as well. Most definitely. <laughs> but this is like, I mean, absolutely amazing. I know you heard of Shaka Mary, you know, you know, this yes. woman was no joke either. And so the, these were gifted to me from Tammy, the sculpture. That's what I'm saying. Like people don't understand it's beyond color. Yes. You know, is. race is always a factor. Don't get me wrong. You know, you know, I don't play. Mm-hmm. However, what's in here and what you choose to do with your journey while you're here, for me, will determine whether, you know, and build on some stuff. And they obviously are building on some stuff to actually want to memorialize the people who deserve to be memorialized in the controversy of it all, because people are complaining about the statue. That's crazy. That's that. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you said something that was so profound because I'm, I'm about to do a podcast in tribute of Billie Holiday, you know, and I'm going to do that today, actually after, after this podcast. But what I found out, which was so amazing is that, the song that she did, Strange Fruit, it, it was a poem that was written by a Jewish man, Abel Mirapol. And I, I thought that was amazing, you know, because, you know, I'm poetic black. You know what I'm saying? I'm pro black, everything black, you know. But at the same time, you have to pay homage and give credit where credit is due. And it's not about race, essentially black and white on an individual level because you have white people who I've come encountered with who are great people who are who are sincere people you know what I mean so I don't look at an individual on an individual basis and say oh you are this because you you judge a man by the contents of his character so when I found out that a white Jewish man wrote this poem it 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 shook me a little bit it's like like wow you know, for him to be that conscious to bring something to life that that New York, the New York Times or Time magazine called that song Strange Fruit, the song of the century, song of the century. And it it was it was it came from a poem written by a Jewish man who looked at the pictures of a lynching and that what inspired him to write that poem. And I just thought that was just like. Wow. Wow. And the world we live in today, you know, let's not get it twisted. Everybody wants to say white man, white man. No, there's a whole lot of other people that hate us. That's right. You understand? It's not even just, you know, like we be getting stuck on just one side. Uh uh. It's a whole. But our biggest. Some of us. Yeah. But our biggest problem is not who hate us, is that we hate us. So when we love ourselves, when we love ourselves, all the other stuff doesn't matter because that's not our biggest, our biggest feat or our biggest obstacle is not that the people hate us is that we hate us. You know, when we see Mm -hmm. black, that's why I always say that we have to reinforce positive affirmations of one another when we see each other. You know, when you see a sister walking down the block and you just you get you pay homage to that queen. You pay homage to that king walking up the block. He 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 walking with his child and everything There's no need to mean mug each other. There's no need to be afraid of each other. When we see each other, we see competition. We see competition. And that's what I don't like. When we see each other, we should see we should see opportunity to unify, opportunity to network, opportunity to get shit done. You know, so our biggest obstacle is us. And uh, I just think that was so profound, man. And you're so I mean, the way the way that, you know, you make the connection, I think is profound. The way you make the connection, because that was a deep connection when you said that about the sculptures, you know, bringing that to light, that these was white people, white people, you know, what I'm saying that have it, that get it, you know, what I'm saying. So it's not always on a general level that 
all white people are this way, but it's more so that you, you deal with people individually because you have some people who don't look like you who do actually get it, you know? And yeah. we need to network with them. And, and I don't even want to say that they 100% get it because if you're not, if you're not us, you can't really... Truly I don't want to say you can <laughs> get it. Truly yeah, get you, it. You, However, they're willing to learn. That's right. And they're willing to speak. They're willing to speak on it. And they're willing you know to do. I mean? And they're willing to do something That's about right. it. It's That's like, right. And I have this line that I'm going to use when I, um, as I utilize working with the mothers is, you know, it's okay to say their names, mm. but if you don't do the work, then saying their name, everything else is in vain. That's right. You know what I mean? Because That's right. we always scream in names, 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 but if you're not doing, and the we're action. not telling people to just change the world, you know what I mean? But just do your part, That's you right. know? So, um, we always say I'm on, just blessed and happy to do my part. We always say on this show, we say actions without or knowledge without action. Knowledge without action is insanity. Actions without knowledge is vanity. You know what I'm saying? So you just said something that was deep. You know, say they names. You say they names, but if you ain't going to follow up with actions, then what are you really doing? You're being vain. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're riding the wave. You're riding the trend. But be proactive. Be active. When you when you say something, do something. You know? But we got to get yeah. into some poetry from you, Queen. We got to get yeah, into some yeah, poetry. Yeah. Now, you told me about one piece that... uh I wanted to queue up. Uh, you told me about the piece. What was this piece? The black man has a weapon. Yeah, but that's um, that's actually a song. I wanted you to. I wanted to share that definitely, um, but I didn't know how we were doing the show. If you were, you know, doing intro, outro, playing stuff, or what have you. But that's a poem that's now a song that's available on all platforms it's yes i see it's on black man has a weapon and it's on spotify itunes apple music Deezer, title is on youtube music it's all over the place it's on amazon music now this is the thing i'm not sure about if if i can play it without getting copyright infringements you know because it is, you know, but you are the artist. So I'm not really it's sure. Mine. It's yours. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so uh we're gonna get into it. We're gonna it's, see, we're gonna see if they flag me. If they don't, hey, we got we good. But I got the artist right here in the it's studio. Available on, it's on YouTube, it's everywhere, it's on all platforms. So let's 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 check it out. Let's check it out. Let's see. We're gonna queue it up. But first, we're gonna have a quick message from one of the sponsors of Spoken Soul Sessions and we're going to play that and we'll be right back. Hello, this is William S. Peters Sr., a.k.a. Just Bill from Inner Child Press International. First, I must say we at Inner Child Press are proud to support my brother, Daniel Green, a.k.a. Poetic Black, and his prolific, embracing, and informative program, Spoken Soul Sessions. As a publisher and now sponsor of the work Poetic Black does, we at Inner Child Press International offer to you his listeners and all spoken word artists, writers, and poets, a 10% discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention code Spoken Soul to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at InTouch at innerchildpress.com and we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are Interchild Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.interchildpress.com. Thank you. All right, coming to the stage, we're going to get into this piece from the beautiful, lovely, angelic creations. Say her name, Corinne Gaines. I said, say her name, Corinne Gaines. You see, Gaines was gaining our attention without failure to mention why she was so furious. Some still curious, 
about the actions she took alone or with her child said that she was dangerous, running wild. When a death wish she put on herself, while cowards always calling for help. You see, when the white supremacy radicalizes us into this state of mind, are these mofos deaf, dumb, stupid, or just blind? Centuries and decades of slavery, war crimes against us has made me question my trust as I lust for the day to be free, free of mind, body, and spirit, you see. Back in the days when we were only physically enslaved and some great kings, queens, and goddesses fought back, there were many folks that said, oh, no, we can't do that. That shit is whack. We must obey what they say, obey their law. Otherwise, they will expose and kill us all. Well, Harriet Tubman said it best. I had reasoned this out in my mind. You see, there were two things I had the right to, liberty or death. If I could not have one, I would have the other. For no man should take me alive. I had crossed the line. You see, I was free. But there was no one to welcome me in the land of freedom. I was a stranger in a strange land. You see, Harriet Tubman and Corinne Gaines took a stand and demanded their freedom by any means. So these naysayers are the same slaves Harriet Tubman spoke about, you see. These cowards of this day amaze me. Still can't see through the bull and the displayed on the Internet and the social TV. You see, man, listen to me. Our minds are almost gone. We've been singing and saying and marching to the same old tired ass songs. Drawn. We are the only race and culture that will publicly stand up against one another. When folks keep asking me, how long are you going to wait to become a mother? As if I'm not Mother Earth from birth. My interest and purpose may not be in line with yours, but see, I was sent by the Spirit and guards to do much more. Hours of writing and teaching and listening and speaking and uplifting. Spending less time babysitting, no disrespect intended. But when it's time to go to war, while others have children and other ones to care and love for, I am my own boss, the person with the least dangerous, and I'm not trying to become famous from a hashtag or body bag. Yeah, I'm sick to my soul, down to my core. Yes, I want more positivity for our people. We are already proved you wrong. You know we fly. Stay fly and got swag and all. So a video of my African brothers and sisters who built a music studio from trees, water bottles and boxes and wood. That's all. We are the greatest who have done it all, even when our backs are pinned up against the wall. So on that day, sis had enough. Was she rough and tough or ride or die? Nah. Corinne Gaines was a modern-day Harriet Tubman who stood up the right, the wrong of our people. And on that day, Corinne Gaines was given her wings to fly. And for that reason alone, you need to say her name. Corinne Gaines. Say her name. Corinne Gaines. But always remember, saying their names is cool. But until you put the work behind it, saying their names, it's all in vain. I didn't read that. I haven't um, said that one. Yeah. Wow. You know, you know. That, that deserve another bomb, man. We got to we got to give another one. Profound. God, man, that that piece right there sent chills through my body right there, man. That piece right there sent chills through my body because it's so descriptive, you know. Looking at it from that perspective, man, wow. That that case was crazy. That was crazy, man. That sister, man, beautiful sister, man. That poem pays homage to her queen, like, wow. That's just profound. And I believe she has a, the family got a settlement. Oh, they did? I believe so, yeah. I mean, we could look it up later on, but I believe so. And I believe her mom said that. I was, set, you know, so in 
in all of being in all of their presence, I don't remember everything we talked about, but I know that did. I remember her mother saying that it was challenging because a lot of people were saying negative things, right? Mm-hmm. But she said at the end of the day, the courts decided that they were wrong. That's right. So to me, that let me know that, yeah, I believe so. I believe so, though. I yes. believe it was, yeah. Yes, without a shadow of a doubt, man. Wow. I believe man. she got a settlement, yeah. Now, I've been trying to cue up this piece. All right, coming back to the stage, let's give another warm welcome for the lovely angelic creations. <laughs> Body cam video. We warn you, the video we're about to show you is disturbing. An unarmed black man. Unarmed black man. Unarmed black man. Who appears to only be holding. Turns out he was unarmed. He was reaching for a wallet. The black man has a weapon. The question is he safe anywhere? to be in mortal danger. No matter what they do, say, or wear, or carry in their hands nowadays, I felt threatened. I thought he had a weapon. Seems to be the response from all of them. As if it's a line from a script or a scripture verse tattooed on the brains only to leave blood stains to be removed by a can of Coca-Cola. It is time I break the blueprint down. White supremacy is saying the condition for enhancing black masculinity. I'm taking away the condition through which you might produce soldiers. Or shall I say the imprint of his pants, his way of creating life, yes, his stroke, his poke, his swag, his touch, his laugh. But you see, this is no joke. As I break down sports, another distraction and tactics created just for you. You see, we have golf. Basketball, football, and baseball. All involved balls. Whether based in a whole basket, glove, or hand. You see the black man's balls depends to any race culture. Does not stand a chance. You know they want to end our existence. It's presence. Without us, they cannot survive. So some pretend to love us while others clearly despise. Trying to separate what it's meant to be. That black love, people. That black unity. worship the ground you walk on we always have your front and your back but they said he had a weapon well we love feeling that weapon in the bedroom why you think we get upset when we think you give it away to anyone on any given sunday like when cochran used to be strolling through that courtroom i said like when cochran used to be strolling through that courtroom look i ain't say we perfect i'm still praying for oj and Connie. oh wait stop Ooh, i'm getting a little hot using the body as a primary form of communication when it's just another cry for attention well all we want to do is to be loved uplifted and respected we are the epitome of black love the fact that trilodites say there is something wrong with us when in reality there is something wrong with them decades and centuries of trying to find ways just to get a little bit darker laser suntan dark people we have been taught to hate for decades. Their motto? It is cheaper to kill suspects than to wound them. You see, if you cripple them, you have to pay for them. You see, people are not really selecting which direction they are going in. They are being pushed. Pushed into this entire global system of racism that operates and exists in our everyday existence. You know if you get a people to demean and degrade themselves, you have that smoking gun. You have won. PhD in black self-respect and dignity. Without it, we will always be crying, begging on our knees. When you think of something black, you know what comes to mind every time. Powerful always comes to mind. Black hole, black energy, black man, so fine. You know, judges, graduates all wear black robes. 
so you thought he had a weapon? Really? Well, he does. <laughs> the power genetic materials of his testicles. You see, that weapon is his genitals. Wow. Wow. So, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. But it's available on all platforms hold and everything. Hold so we, we got it. Hold on, man. Yo, this piece just became my anthem. When I'm telling you, this just became my anthem. I got goosebumps all over me. Thank you. Oh, thank my you, God. You. This piece is fire. The only thing I wanted people to do for my birthday, you know, online, I was like, just download my song. I didn't do no cash app or nothing. Oh. I just wanted people to spread the song because that needs to be seen around the world, heard around the world. I need to do a video for it. All of that oh stuff is coming. So my yeah. God, this yo, I'm downloading it as soon as I get off. On top of that, Thank I'm gonna you. share it. I'm sharing that Thank joint on 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 Facebook and Instagram. Thank I'm talking about soon as Thank soon as this interview is done. Oh my Thank God, that piece right there. That piece sent chills through me. I got goosebumps, literally. I got goosebumps on me right now. This is crazy. That piece right there is everything. When did you record that? Um, thank you for asking that. Thank you for your your kind words. So that was Mello, my friend who passed away, my poetry partner. That was the last thing that we worked on together and completed. Wow. So he working on a whole big project. Um, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying the name of it. So I'll just say blank of culture. Right. I'll say, <laughs> cause I don't know if I should. No, you good. But, you good. We good. Um, we good. Um, but it is myself, another artist named Sage and uh, Mello and I were working together on this big project, but it was different because it's music to poetry in a way you've never heard it before. Mm. And so we are continuing on that project. And the Black Man Has a Weapon is one of my favorites um, honoring uh, Frances Crest Wesley. I love her. May she rest peacefully. And even though so many people know about her, now we need to make sure that they know about her, you know? And so I'm glad to be able to put something like that together and incorporate the research I've done on her and studies I've done on her and make it into something now modern day that people can listen to and jam to. Cause you can play that in the club. That's you know? right. You, you can, know? you can you can play that in the club and the way it comes on, I'm talking about Mello and Ross, my brother Ross, who's still here with us. But Melo is such a genius in how he puts stuff together, how we would talk about it. And he just, brought it to life with the intro being the way the intro is, it grabs you right away. You understand? Because that's what happens when these, um, when you're approached by people with guns, you know, that people mm. who take advantage of their badges and they're just like, Hey, Hey, you, da, 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 da. you know, like people don't know all of a sudden. So when you hear that first beginning, it grabs you and it's it like, does. what the hell? It and does. then we come in with the mm, the the beat. Yo, the, the, I'm the, telling the you, words, this is my lyrics. new anthem. All right, this is my joint, man. When Thank I rock you. a song, I rock a song, B. <laughs> when I rock a song, I rock a song. I rock it till the wheels fall off. I'm telling you, this is this is what I'm listening and me to. Me too. When I like some, I'm the same way. And I like a song. I'm the oh same. Oh my god, this joint grabs you. I mean, this piece is everything. I think. You know, because we went over the time. We went over the time. But I think I wanna I wanna play that again. I wanna I wanna I wanna leave my audience. <laughs> I wanna leave my audience with that piece again. Oh my God, man. I don't know why I didn't find this piece in the beginning of the show. Cause I went and looked up. But on that's YouTube. what I was trying to tell you. And I wanna say to everybody that's listening, thank you for your patience because you know. Poetic Black is Poetic Black, okay? Just like my name is Angela Creations with a K. I forgot. I got to right. make sure to put that in my bio, too. Cre- 
It's on Angela Creations with the K. And I know he'll give you all my social hand, my Most social definitely. media handles. But I just want to say that even in us taking pauses and all of that stuff, which uh, whether he's able to clean stuff up or not, because I know we're live um, or not. I just want to say, like, thank you all for listening, because this is real live sugar, honey, ice tea, because you know, <laughs> I want the kids to listen to it. So this is real live stuff, and it's nothing like vibing with people, and nothing's going to be perfect. I think having the little, you know what I mean, like trying to get things together because... You know, like I was saying the same thing. I want to open with that. But sometimes things come when they're supposed to come. Like, you know what I mean? I'm glad that you like it. You know what I mean? That's what matters. That You're able to hear it. I'm glad that you get the message. Indeed. You know what I mean? Because I've noticed that uh, one thing Melo taught me was, you know, it's either they're going to love it or they're going to hate it. Either way, make them feel something. That's right. yo. Either way, make them feel something. Because I did an interview that's so profound. With you, that exactly what you just said. An artist that I did an interview with, the great Ed Mabry, he said the same identical words, man. I mean, identical. He was like, "Listen," he said, "When I do a piece, I'm gonna make you have a reaction. Either I'm gonna make you hate me, or I'm gonna make you love me. I'm not. In, I'm not concerned with no no." eights or sevens when you score no either it's going to be a 10 or it's going to be the worst poem you ever heard and that's that's so profound and it's so deep but what we're going to do we're going to we're going to end the show and i never do this i never do this but this song right here oh my god it inspired me and we're going to end the show we're going to end the show playing this this replay, man, because this needs to be heard. I want to thank you, my queen, for coming through and and blessing the Spoken Soul Session Studio, coming and blessing us with your energy, blessing us with your words, and just, you know, what you do for us, what you do for this community. Just know that we notice. Just know that your work is not in vain, Queen, because we see you. The people who matters, the people who need to see you, that can spread this word to other people, we see you. And I applaud you. I mean, I give you your flowers right here because you are doing the work. You are doing the work. Thank you so much. And just remember, I'm available for poetry on demand for all events weddings um you know i don't want to say this but i do speak at funerals too i'm not wishing anybody to go anywhere mm. um but you know it doesn't matter all different occasions valentine's day we got holidays coming up so give the gift of a lifetime poetry on demand you poetry know on don't demand. talk about it be about it that's right and you know spread the love and support black people my book is available online you can always reach out, but it takes you nothing to support. It takes you nothing to follow, share, all of that stuff. So, you know, let's make it happen, y'all. If you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, I don't care. Somebody else you know <laughs> might right. like it. So let them hear it, too. That's right. That's but right. But the black man does have a weapon, baby. The black man has a weapon, man. This is, this is it right here. But I want to thank you for coming through, and we're going to end the show playing your track, uh, The Black Man Has a Weapon. I mean, watch, this is going to be, uh, this piece right here, I know I know it's going to stem a poem out of me because I'm going to have it in my ears all day because this needs to be heard. So coming back, and we're going to end the show with the lovely, beautiful, angelic creations. The black man has a weapon. Get your hand up underneath you now! The newly released body cam video. And we warn you, the video we're now. about to show you is disturbing. An unarmed black man. Unarmed black man. Unarmed black man is 41 shots. Who appears to only be holding. Turns out he was unarmed. He was reaching for a wallet. The black man has a weapon. The question, is he safe anywhere? Black men seem to be in mortal danger. No matter what they do, say, or wear, or carry in their hands nowadays, I felt threatened. I thought he had a weapon. Seems to be the response from all of them. As if it's a line from a script or a scripted verse tattooed on the brains only to leave blood stains to be removed by a can of Coca-Cola. It is time I break the blueprint down. White supremacy is saying I'm taking away the conditions for enhancing black masculinity. I'm taking away the condition through which you might produce 
say there is something wrong with us when in reality there is something wrong with them decades and centuries of trying to find ways just to get a little bit darker laser suntan crystal dark people we have been taught to hate for decades their motto it is cheaper to kill suspects than the wound them you see if you cripple them you have to pay for them you see people are not really selecting which direction they are going in they are being that smoking gun you have won people what we need what we need you see what we need is a phd and black self-respect and dignity without it we will always be crying begging on our knees when you think of something black you know what comes to mind every time powerful always comes to mind Black hole, black energy, black man, so fine. You know, judges, graduates all wear black robes. So you thought he had a weapon? Really? Well, he does. The power genetic materials of his testicles. You see, that weapon is his genitals. 